Rudolph to throw on first down, wants the long ball and has it. James Washington, a huge hit on the first play and what a bounce back for the Cowboy. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Draft Daily. I got a real special guest, Wes Huber of Pro Football Focus, a colleague of mine, someone I really look up to, great with quarterbacks. Wes, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Elliot, and then I just want to say thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course, man. I had to have you on. I, I remember last year I hyped up Mason Rudolph, and I really liked him, and I immediately called a ton of flack, and you were one of the people I found uh, some comfort with who was helping me out, saying that he was a good quarterback. So let, let's talk Mason Rudolph. The first thing people always say about about Rudolph is he doesn't have the arm strength. He he's a lollipop passer and he and he can't make NFL throws. Do you have any thoughts on this? Well, I I, I know for uh, other reasons from other studies that we've done at PFF that he can make all the NFL throws. So that it's not really a concern for me. I think uh, I think there are some concerns uh, with hand size related issues, and I, I'm really interested interested to see what what uh, what he measures out at at the combine. And you know it, it's not it's not something that I see to be perfectly honest with you. Now. Is is he rocketing uh, balls ten feet off off the ground, seventy yards in the air? No, but there's not many quarterbacks that can do that to begin with. And you know, I think that I think that when you really look at what Mason Rudolph has done, it, look at his body of work, it is it's really remarkable. Uh, considering that you know he he basically going all the way back to his true freshman season when when they burned his red shirt he just walked onto the field in pressure situations against the the rivals of Oklahoma State that you know should have just had him rocking you know shaking in his boots and he came in there and and put up great numbers averaged you know two touchdowns uh, I think his uh, his passer rating. Uh, went up by nearly 30 points after he held the ball for more than 2.5 seconds. I mean, and this is as a true freshman playing against ranked teams, uh, you know, that it's, it, I was just blown away. To, to begin with. Yeah, to follow up on that, against the top six opponents he played in 2016 and 2017, he finished 148 for 207, which is a 71.5% completion percentage for 2,053 yards, 16 touchdowns, and two interceptions, which is an NFL rating of uh, 124.72. So... You know, when, when it came to big games, he performed well, and that's something I always look for out of quarterbacks. And to follow up on your throws, I do see sometimes he struggles with outs. Sometimes he struggles with velocity on those. And his deep ball, people talk about, you know, it's it's a lollipop. But, man, he throws it in a bucket. He can throw it 60 yards. So for me, you don't you don't have arm strength issues when you're throwing sixty yard dimes all day long. No, I would agree, and I think I think more of the issues. I, I see less issue with his arm strength. I think the way he targets his trajectory, it would seem, is what is what messes people up because he he does lob the ball a little bit. It's a lot different than a floater, though. It's he's doing this on purpose. He's already worked with his wide receivers to develop this this rapport with these guys, and they're looking for the ball. And that's that's one of the things I think he does so well is he develops his wide receivers when he's when he gets into a game his wide receivers on the are on the exact same page as he is and he makes them look really good and they do the same for him now i think if we were to look at some things you know i know that there's been the rumors like i mentioned about the hand size his footwork 
when he's in the pocket sometimes uh, worries me, but that's something he can work on. Sometimes he does his release point is, is a little off every now and then. So that's if we're getting really, really nitpicky, but these are things I, I think that he can work on and, and develop at the NFL level. Yeah, no, I, I agree with everything you said. I think your, the, your point about he, he's doing those lob passes intentionally. Like, that's huge because so many people are saying that he can't he, – he has a lollipop arm. And, like, he's not throwing like Kellen Moore. You know what I mean? Where he's just throwing and praying. Like, these, these passes are designed to do that, and they become incredibly accurate and very catchable passes. I think with his mechanics, I, I think it's getting very nitpicky. Um, I, don't, I don't disagree that there are issues. But I, I do think that compared to other quarterback prospects in this draft, they're, they're not a big deal. I think one of the things that I really I admire with Rudolph is his accuracy. I, I think accuracy is something that always tends to translate from uh, level to level. And his, his deep ball is very accurate, which is huge. Anytime you can take the top off a of defense, I think that really translates well. And I think that... His his ball over the middle of the field, you know, between the the hashes is mm-hmm. is excellent. I mean, it when you watch his film, man, every single time it seems to be on target. So I, I think accuracy is his greatest strength. Would you agree with that? And do you have any thoughts on his accuracy? I, I would. I, I completely agree on his deep throw accuracy. And and one of the things that I I went over uh, this past uh, right before this this previous draft, I went over all of his snaps, every single snap that he had, and and I was charting for another purpose. But at the same time, I was doing my own little side study, and his accuracy on the move is there's nobody that I that I've seen at the college level right now. Uh, it, you know, of all the, the great quarterbacks, well, you know, I shouldn't say great, but uh, of the promising quarterbacks that are going to be in this draft, I think he's he's uh, heading above the rest as far as his accuracy when he's forced off his spot. And and that's something that I think is going to be very important when he gets to the next level. And and another thing is, is, you know, honestly, you really don't, you look at him and you don't, he doesn't scream athleticism, but this guy put up his his pre-college uh, numbers, his his measurements were almost identical to that those of Andrew Luck. He's fast. He's got a high vertical. Actually, it's higher than Luck's. Um, and then and, and on top of that, it's like what I mentioned about his true freshman season. He actually did better than Andrew Luck did during his pre, his true freshman season. And and I'm not saying that he's gonna be Andrew Luck. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I'm saying is is that we're looking at some promise here. This guy is not somebody that that can be just brushed aside as as another guy that's just gonna sit on a roster. His athleticism is underrated. I don't think he's gonna be running by anybody on in the NFL. But if he if he sees an open lane, he'll take it and he can pick up 10 or 15 yards. In general, his ability to keep his eyes downfield and create plays with his legs is excellent. Like his his pocket movement is very good. He gets out of trouble all the time. It almost it reminds me some of Tony Romo, just in terms of his ability to get out of situations. You're like, there's no way. I remember there's the one game against Pitt where he makes three guys miss, steps up, throws the ball 35 yards down the field, and takes a big hit. Like. The other thing is he, he's not scared to take hits. You know what I'm saying? He'll stand tall in the pocket when guys are coming at him. I think his pocket presence is a real strength of his. I would agree. Uh, one of the things that, you know, getting back to the accuracy, and I, that was a, I love that comp to, to Tony Romo. I, I would also throw a Dan Fouts in there uh, as another guy that I think is a, a, a really good uh, comparison, not not to the team, but something that I that I saw. And I know it sound, makes me sound like an old man, but uh, uh, one thing about his accuracy is that I noticed when I was charting his snaps is I think he aims to miss high. 
I don't think he's on, on a lot of his on a lot of his vertical routes. I think he's hoping and he's working with his receiver to miss high, and the receiver knows that he's going to have to have some. He's going to have to make up some room at the very end, and I think that's what that's what adds to his accuracy is that he puts the ball in a place where his receivers can go get it, rather than trying to just dart the ball right at the receiver. I think uh, I think that's that's what's shown a lot of his um, with his success on those on those vertical routes. And ball placement's huge, right? And in the end, at the end of the day, if he goes to a team with a receiver that can make plays and win contested catches, that's going to be huge for him because he likes to give his guys opportunities to make plays. Uh, that's one of the knocks on him is that, you know, he's good because of Aitman and James Washington. That, And I, I know you have some thoughts on that, so I'm going to kind of let you take this one. Yeah, well, okay, so James Washington is, is developed into one of the top wide receivers in this draft, and there's there's no denying that. But uh, there's more to that than if, if you look at what he was doing prior to Mason Rudolph stepping in. So through week six of 2015, uh, he averaged 3.5 receptions and 47 yards a game. He had more drops and more interceptions allowed on his intended targets than touchdowns. He had three and three, three and two, and then one touchdown. Okay, then over the final seven games, when Mason Rudolph took over, burned his red shirt as a true freshman, those numbers jumped to 4.7 catches, 114 yards, and he delivered nine touchdowns over those final seven games. Now, and that's not to say, okay, that he's just a product of Mason Rudolph. Absolutely not. Mason Rudolph has consistently throughout his entire career at Oklahoma State developed wide receivers with yards per route run over two, and, and I'm talking over top five receivers. So he's not only feeding James Washington, feeding Marcel Aitman. He's also got Jawan Seals out there, Chris Lacey, you know, uh, Jalen McCleskey. These guys are – he's got a new group coming in, the Dylan Stoner. He made look really good this year, but also, like I said, who also made Mason Rudolph look really good. Yeah, I think the one legitimate concern I have with Mason Rudolph that a lot of people bring up is his ability to go through progressions and Oklahoma State's offense in general. I mean, one thing we see a lot is that Big 12 quarterbacks tend to struggle when they translate to the NFL. A lot of his reads are half-field reads. Um, he's not necessarily going through a bunch of progressions. He's not running NFL offense. That being said, I, one thing I really do like about him is that even his half-field reads, he is he's very good at reading one player and making that player do exactly what he wants. So, for example, he's very good if they're going to run uh, two routes on the left side of the field, having the, looking off the safety or forcing the safety to one receiver and then go into the other one or recognizing where linebackers are going and throwing with anticipation to a spot before the receiver comes open and I think that if he can expand on that and do that full field he's going to have nothing but tremendous success in the NFL I couldn't agree with you more I think that I think there are some issues with with his decision making uh when he's when he's forced to work through his progressions you know and and I think but at the same time I think this is something that that is very common uh, amongst uh, college age quarterbacks well, every now and then you'll come across guys that 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 will be just light years ahead. Like we were we were talking about before the pod, Andrew Luck. You know, and he had the he was the perfect guy coming in. I mean, if you didn't want him number one, then there's you need to look at changing your GM. He was he brought everything to the table, but he also like we discussed, he also had Jim Harbaugh. You know, coaching him through the, uh, you know, through his career, but um, you know, yeah, and I, I see that, and I couldn't agree more. I think there are definitely some things that Mason Rudolph is going to have to work on, uh, and and but you know, if we're looking at the Big Twelve offenses and we're scrutinizing 
things there. You know, Patrick Mahomes is, a, is another guy that he's come in. I mean, this he's got athleticism through the roof. Uh, so, you know, no, no comparison there, but, but he's also got some work to do. He's not completely, uh, you know, ready to take his team to the, to the NFC or to the AFC championship. It, it's not, it's going to take some time. I think that's, that's common. I think it, that's, that's what we're going to have to do with a lot, with all of these guys, considering if they all get on the field and, and, and are able to lead their team. But, um, you know, when I'm looking at Mason Rudolph is done, He's transformed that Oklahoma State offense. The time before he was there, the offense averaged at no point since 2009 less than 1.5 turnovers per game or more than 8.6 yards per passing attempt. Well, you know what? Since he's been there, it's been below 1.1, and his yards per attempt has been above 9.3 since he's been uh, the starting quarterback. That That is, I mean, it just goes to show you, I think, that you can overthink this. I think you can overthink the entire process and say, oh, I see a flaw here. I see a flaw there. So I'm going to say no. Well, okay. So like you said, this guy's got, he's got the, the accuracy. He's got the athleticism. He's got the attitude. He's, he's shown that he can win the big game. The past two years, he's gone up against two of the top secondaries in college football, Colorado last year, Virginia Tech this year. And he absolutely shredded him. This is this is a guy that's gonna he's gonna turn some heads when he does finally get his his shot to show what he can do at the NFL level. I hear you, man. I hear you. I, I want other people to start believing. So I, I love that finish right there. And you know, with the Patrick Mahomes playing in the Big Twelve thing, that's called selective analysis. I mean, that's that's what people love to do, right? This applies yeah. to this player. You know, it's a negative for this other player. But I don't really want to mention it because I like this other player. And we see people do this all the time, right? Like last year's big thing was that Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes were going to struggle because they come from spread offenses. But Mitch Trubisky's fine. Like Mitch Trubisky didn't run a spread offense at North Carolina. Like People really nitpick and start picking what they want to apply to certain prospects while not applying it to other ones. Before I get you out of here, I think we kind of had our comparisons. Uh, I'm, I'm He reminds me of Tony Romo because he doesn't have that rocket arm, but he does have the accuracy and ability to escape the pocket, and he's a better athlete than people are going to realize. And you, I think you said yours was Dan Fouts? Yeah, yeah. I think I think Dan Fouts with a little more athleticism. Um, but to be honest with you, I really like that comparison. That's not one I've heard with Tony Romo. So, you know, if I'm allowed, I, I would probably – like morph the two because I don't think Dan Fouts had nowhere near the athleticism that Mason Rudolph does. Now I'm not saying Mason Rudolph is Deshaun Watson. If you, t- if you get that for what I'm saying, then uh, I've completely missed my mark. What, what I am saying is that he's, he's capable of doing things with his legs that a, a lot of the other quarterbacks that, that are pretty much stationary can't do. Uh, and, and I think that it, you know, a morph between a Dan Fouts, Tony Romo would be exactly where I would go. Do you have an ideal fit for him? Yeah, I do actually, and I, you know, I bring up Dan Fouts. He would sure look great uh, for the Chargers. Uh, he's got the receiving core there, uh, especially with you know Mike Williams there now. Uh, it would just be perfect. And then you know we also see that Carson Palmer's out. You know, so he would also uh, probably do pretty well there. I'm not as excited about their receivers, but I think that that in that offense, if it, if it remains at all after uh, the new regime steps in, uh, you know, the vertical offense, that that would be another fit. And then, you know, honestly, how many quarterbacks, how many teams in the NFL have quarterbacks that they can honestly say in five years, this is my guy? There are not very many of them. So, you know, there's a lot of openings out there. So it'll be interesting to see where he does go. Yeah, I I mean, this is going to – 
be a draft filled with first round quarterbacks. I think Rudolph's yeah. going to end up going the first, and it's going to surprise some people. But I think that's where he deserves to go. I I think the Chargers example is terrific. I think he would work the middle of field incredibly well with Keenan Allen, Tyrell Williams, and Mike Williams are both vertical threats, and I think he would get the best out of Mike Williams' ability to win contested catches because. Uh, the Chargers ran him out of the slot way too much this year in general and didn't didn't utilize him. Um, but I, I'm hoping Mike Williams bounces back next year healthy. And the other I team can... I think is a is a good opportunity is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I yeah. think you know Ben's probably got one year left. He can sit under Ben for a year, kind of work the mental side of the game, and then come in with Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant, a team that loves to take deep shots. He's going to be able to have guys that can make plays for him. I think that that's a fit. That would work incredibly well for both his skill set and his timeline. I I would love that fit right there. Martavis Bryant is probably salivating the idea of of potentially having Mason Rudolph, you know, later on in his career. I couldn't agree more. Wes, I really appreciate you coming on, man. You, you did an excellent job breaking down Mason Rudolph. I'm I'm really excited as this process goes on for it to con- you know for us to continue to get more hyped up about Mason Rudolph because I think as this process goes on, people are going to realize you know this guy's a lot better than I thought he was, and there's a lot of upside here, and this is something we should try to take advantage of. And normally, people aren't this late about quarterbacks that have had this much success. I'm but- shocked to be honest with you, and really, what it's going to do is going to give a, a team out there tremendous value. Yep, 100%. Some some good team is going to get this guy in the bottom half of the first round, and two years from now, everyone's going to be like, how did we miss on this guy? Yep. Guys, so he's he's Wes Huber. You can follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Wes. Thank you for checking out another episode of Draft Daily. Our next podcast, we're going to be breaking down Darius Geis. As always, guys, thanks for tuning in.